Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Tonight, organized labor bracing for a battle as government commits to limiting wage increases and hiring in latest IMF program. There is nowhere there's a statement that there's a freeze uh, in employment. We are not going to, to do that. But this is not also different from what we have been doing. We hear from labor as they shadow an emergency meeting for Wednesday. Is top story with Evans Mensah. And top story is always brought to you by Vodafone. Tonight, labor unions are bracing for a battle with government following government's commitment to limit wage increases and hiring as part of the deal to secure the IMF $3 billion bailout as part of plans to ensure a balance between bedding sharing, productivity, and capacity to pay public sector salaries. According to government, it is undertaking uh, what it describes as wage moderation to achieve the target of saving 0.5% of GDP. Now, this is contained in the uh, Ghana three-year program with International Monetary Fund to achieve fiscal discipline and return the country back to economic growth. The document also says wages of public sector workers will be calibrated to ensure a balance between burden sharing, productivity and capacity to pay. Uh, Labour is tonight uh, reacting to these details and we understand that uh, they've called an organised Labour meeting for Wednesday to further deliberate and take a firm position on the matter. Uh, but in the meantime, before we hear from, from Labour, 
and many of the reps of the unions. I want to bring in my colleague Kojo Brace. Uh, Kojo, we've been referring to these clauses in this program. Uh, let's return to some of the key ones that will be a subject of consideration by Labour when they meet. Mm. Now, so if you look at this document that we have, it's talking about the fact that they work on improving the efficiency of public spending over the cost of the program. It says the effort will be underpinned by a comprehensive public expenditure review undertaken with the World Bank and expected to be finalized by September 2023. Statutory funds whose spending could be efficiently undertaken by their respective MDAs will be phased out and the activities will be merged with those of the latter. The government flagship programs, including One Village, One Dam, One D, uh, One District, One Warehouse, and Infrastructure for Poverty Eradication Project, will also be reviewed and streamlined. Agenda 111 will be reprogrammed to be completed over five years, 2022 to 2027, in line with budgeted allocations to give from ABFA for health infrastructure, wages of public sector workers will be calibrated to ensure a balance between bedding sharing. So that's what it is. Bedding sharing, productivity, mm. and capacity to pay is mm -hmm. how it ends it. Yeah. And the important bit here is that this part is under the uh, we will work government's mm. commitment to the IMF indicating that they will work to improve efficiency of public spending mm -hmm. over the course of, of the, the program. program. So yeah. this is all under the efficiency of public spending. One mm -hmm. of the things they're committed to do is the, uh, the wages of public sector workers will be calibrated mm -hmm. to ensure a balance between bedding sharing, productivity and capacity, and capacity to, pay. to pay. And uh, we, we're getting some reaction from Labour uh, to this. But this is not all mm -hmm. uh, that government is committing itself to doing in this document. Exactly. Now, they're also talking about primary expenditure, which they say will be reduced by two percentage point of GDP, mainly by one, lowering capital expenditures through project reprioritization, providing around 0.9% of GDP of savings. Again, containing the wage bill by limiting wage increases and hiring 0.5% of GDP. So that's what they are looking at saving. Mm. Now, they're also looking at rationalizing goods and services spending that would get them a savings around 0.3% of GDP. And four, reducing transfers to tra statutory funds through a reduction of the cap on the share of revenue that they can receive. So they are looking at saving around 0.4% of GDP. Um, they again say that all of these measures that we've spoken about will be supported by steps to strictly tighten expenditure, uh, commitment controls of, of both MDAs and statutory funds. Mm, and the Im important bit for Labour there mm. is the commitment to contain the wage bill mm -hmm. by limiting wage increases and, uh, and, and hiring, hiring yeah. which, which obviously has been the key subject mm -hmm. uh, for them. Now, there have been a, a lot of talk about whether or not <clears throat> we can expect a, a freeze mm. on, on hiring, I mean, which has been one of the uh, key things that Labour, even before the IMF program was agreed, had said that uh, they will not tolerate. I mean, uh, last week when I spoke to the uh, Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, mm. uh, Dr. Mohamed Minadam, he was very emphatic that as far as a freeze on employment is concerned, that is not something that government uh, will do. Mm. There is nowhere there is a statement that there is a freeze uh, in employment. We are not going to, to do that. But this is not also different from what we have been doing. Uh, for the past few years, uh, recruitment in the government side have focused on the 
security agencies and uh, teachers and then also uh, nurses, etc., uh, etc. Et and these are critical uh, institutions and the job they do also very critical to our development uh, efforts. And you know that uh, the recruitment are backed by financial clearance. That is when government uh, is able to finance uh, their wages, then the clearance is, is, is given. And so that will continue as and when uh, uh, we are able to, to do that. But there's no uh, explicit uh, decision that uh, there will be a, a, a freeze in, in, in employment. And so to the extent that we are able to manage this uh, recruitment and also the, the clearance, uh, we should be able to contain the, the, the wage bill. Also, if you uh, monitor, over the last uh, few years, uh, recruitment into these sectors that I mentioned have been massive, have been unprecedented. Whether you are talking about the security agencies or you are talking about um, the health uh, uh, professionals and nurses and teachers, uh, more than two million people have been recruited into these areas. And, and therefore, even if you are not able uh, to recruit uh, sooner, uh, you should have the numbers that will uh, be able to support these institutions. I want to bring in uh, Professor Ransford Jampo. Uh, he is with the University of Ghana, UTAG, and joins us on the line right now. Hello, Prof. Thanks for your time here on Top Story. Hi, Evans. Thanks for having me. I mean, so the IMA program is finally here. We're reading the details in the in the program document. Um, one of the key things that uh, relates to labor is, quote, government has committed to containing the wage bill by limiting wage increases and hiring. And then uh, secondly, there's also a, a commitment on the part of government that wages of public sector workers will be calibrated to ensure a balance between bedding sharing, productivity, and capacity to pay. Fair? Well, let me say that all IMF measures beginning from the introduction of the structural adjustment program came with austerity measures. Now, the days of the structural adjustment program witnessed several social and political backlash that led to uh, many attempted coups, which eventually kicked in the formation of structural adjustment participatory review, where the views of labor and identifiable groups were solicited to make the impact of the structural adjustment program more tolerable. So, the point I make is that all IMF programs would come with some austerity measures and um, people might brace themselves up for some of these measures. But we expect austerity measures that will be shared, not the ones that are likely to keep or shift burden on poor labor and then allow other appointees other officials of state um, allow them to be freed. So um, generally, I've read the document extensively, and um, I've seen those ones that border on labor. But the point I'm making that number one, uh, government take note that no organization, no public sector hires just for the sake of hiring. 
to hire because people may have gone on retirement and they have to be replaced. A bit about calibrating ways to ensure balance between bedding sharing productivity and capacity to pay. I don't know what coming from this part. Um, speaking as a labor unit from the teachers' fraternity, teachers have oftentimes produced the nation building, and yet their reward in terms of uh, salaries has never commemorated what they have done over the years to produce a of people who are building for us. And so I don't understand that. But generally, let me say again that we expect austerity measures. But these measures will be appreciated and accepted by all if the burdens are shared equally. You do not want you, you do not want to anticipate a situation where the politicians feel that they can cleverly shift the burden before and then they will be left off the hook. If we must all suffer, if there is some suffering, if there's some endurance, let us all do it. And there are so many things that the IMF did not talk about. And I'm surprised, it appears our own people also never spoke about some of these to show or to give indication that they themselves are willing to share the benefit in addressing our problems. First of all, our country, we have governed ourselves in a manner akin always fetching water with baskets. Um, the leakages leakages that arises as a result of corruption. I mean, I know you don't need a player to come and tell you about the impact of corruption on our public expenditure and all that. Yet, in their recommendation, I'm certain that um, the government itself would submit other practical and proactive interventions. They said that they are going to implement the national anti-corruption action plan. A document that is highly bogus. It's been around since 2014, and politicians have paid lip service to it. And so, telling me that they are going to be implemented back the because all this while it's been a white elephant. Mm. Again, nobody spoke about implicit financial flows. I was thinking that this will dominate some of the commonalities. Proceeds from the exact sector remain low. I've always said that we get about 5% royalties from our production of gold. We get about 13% um, from the uh, production of oil. Why haven't we negotiated or renegotiated to ensure that we'll be able to get more? I've said that Kenya Mwama Gata um, in Libya negotiated said that in his country, when oil was produced, he took 70% of the proceeds. So what is wrong with this? So if we can't do it, the IMF also failed to tell us. No problem. How about taxing the extractive sectors enough to be able to raise some of the needed revenue so that labor, poor labor, whose taxes have always been used to provide comfort for politicians would rest a little? Yeah, I mean, so to be clear, you're saying that for a provision such as limiting wage increases, you are willing to accept that your wages will be limited, the increases will be limited, provided the government will show proven evidence that you're also carrying their share of the burden. Is it that you are going to reduce salary or you're talking about um, increase, um, salary increase freeze? Because we've had agreements with governments that um, have been signed that 
would require that this year some salaries were adjusted. Mm. And so, uh, what happens to those agreements? The other bit I want to talk about is that so it's so disappointing that the IMF, staffed by officials whose countries are run by small sized governments, either could not tell us or they failed to tell us that we should respond or respect the call, local and international call on S that side. They didn't tell us. And in my view, if some of these things are done, they would point to palpable demonstration of sacrifice on the part of that, such that if you call on labor to also sacrifice, then we may rethink our position. But when there is no sacrifice, the government will not be allowed to go scot-free to tell us to tighten our health whilst it would eat with its officials and loosen their belts. Mm. We will not agree. So government in its attempt to implement some of these conditions that directly impact on labor to brace itself for some form of tag of war. I mean, Prof, please stay with me. Let me bring in uh, Austin Game. Uh, he's a labor consultant, uh, has been there in government himself as a employment minister at the time, many of the occasions that we've been. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC to the IMF and he joins us now with his thoughts on, on this. Um, Mr. Gamet, thanks for your time. You just had uh, um, Professor Jampo, UTAG, uh, UG, make the point that government should brace itself for a tag of war over some of the provisions in this program that limiting wages but also calibrating the salaries of, of workers based on capacity pay, bedding sharing uh, and other key uh, indicators. This was anticipated. We've been through this process before, but if you look at this current, the wording of the of, of the documents that we are currently reading and understanding, um, do you see any departure from what has been the norm in the last 16 programs we've been? And I know you've been there uh, working, uh, helping Labour navigate this process. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think that is, uh, uh, truly speaking, is a burdensome uh, document that have been produced uh, highly, highly burdensome, but it's uh, surmountable depending on the quality of the conversation between labor and management. 
obviously, uh, when you come to macroeconomic uh, conditions, they are controlled strictly by government. And because of uh, this particular aspect of it, because of the very minute sharing of information with labor in particular, um, uh, maybe left this gap. Taxes and levies are controlled strictly by government through, through parliament by any means, as we all know. Uh, forest management is, is in the hands of government. Inflation is controlled by government. Cost of living generally by government. General business environment by government. Now, government has the authority to employ or not to employ. What they should have done from a professional point of view is to engage labor at a tripartite meeting. Fortunately, we have a very conducive uh, labor law under section 113 of the Labor Act. They're supposed to call a meeting at tripartite level where it is not about ticket or levy situation. It's about having conversation of the importance of the economy, reference to burden sharing and related matters so that all of us would be on the same common beach. I suggest that the government, I, just to clarify, I suggest the government should have presented this to Labour for a discussion and agreement before uh, presenting to the IMF? Of course. That was exactly what happened in 2015 at Ho, and eventually at Senchi. I, I recall I saw you there, and eventually we went to Takwari for a feedback. So it's about the people. It's about people. It's not about government. It's about people, it's about stakeholders. And so we are talking about managing people professionally. Even if you are in a partisan political office, you still have to work professionally. That is how it's supposed to be. They, because this thing is totally in the hands of government, they should have called a national tripartite meeting and share information as under section 97 and keep open the channels of communication with labor. They didn't do it well. And now, if you are calling for a bedding sharing, that is why people are saying what they are saying. But I would say that it's not entirely too late, even though the documents have been circulated, we all know what the content is. Yet, those things that are within the control of government, for instance, there is a way to do tax bedding sharing in a certain way. Regardless of the IMF uh, kind of conditionalities, there is still a way. If you are going to be increasing utilities every quarter, who can who can who can bear it without adjustments? At least government working people. And but we all do know that government itself do not have the funds in totality. But that is the condition in which we find ourselves. So they must have a meeting as quickly as possible with labor, and labor must go there if they intend representing people. That is what it is. Let, 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 let me ask you about the can, importance of the national economy. Let me ask you if you can give some uh, brief clarity on, on this clause, which uh, Professor Jumpo, of course, raised questions about because it, it lacks a bit of uh, clarity in terms of how do you measure the elements that is being used now to calibrate salaries. It says, for example, government has committed now and that it will negotiate public sector wages uh, in a manner to ensure balance between bedding, sharing, productivity and capacity to pay. I mean, from where you sit as an expert in this area, when you read that clause, how do you interpret it? That's why Section 97 of the Labor Act comes 
into 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 prominence. You have to share that information with labor without hindrance. That was exactly what happened in 2015. Even they shared information to the extent that even grants, total grants of the country were shared totally by the Mahama administration. So in effect, if you don't share information in totality and there's a little bit of darkness hanging around and there's no elimination in the room, everybody will say what they want to say. So, so you're suggesting the government should immediately engage labor and begin a conversation. Please stay with me. Let, let me bring in um, the Vice President of the Ghana Medical Association, uh, Dr. Justice Yang Singh joins us also. Uh, Dog, uh, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Of course, um, I know Labour, you've been anticipating uh, this program and also uh, the, the the details in this document. Now we have it. Um, pretty sure you've been perusing it. What's the, what's the position if you've adopted one? from the GMA on some of the key elements that will affect your members going forward? Well, Ivan, so let, let me put it this way. For us at the GMA, we have not released any official position on this, uh, largely because we think that uh, a chunk of the provisions that affect labor will require that we have some engagement with the employer or the state for that matter for some clarity to be brought on some of these issues. And uh, as Mr. Osengame Riley said, there's a need for all of us as social partners to engage and make sure that we work at this in a manner that labor will not be disadvantaged. That is very key. Because any position that would disadvantage labor and unduly overburden us definitely will not be acceptable by labor in its entirety. So the issue of engagement to strategize and plan the way forward is really important. And that will also mean that there should be full disclosure on some of the actions that government intends to take. Uh, thankfully, I heard uh, Minister of State at the Finance Ministry say that, well, Issues relating to job cuts and non-employment and what have you will not be acceptable to the government of the day. We hope that that in itself becomes the position because uh, for a sensitive area like health, we don't think that issues relating to, say, job cuts or non-employment of, say, doctors should be on the table because our healthcare system is actually not robust enough to support the state of affairs as it is now. And we need more hands. Talking about specifically, talking about what you just mentioned, specifically, the document says there will be a, a, there'll be a, a commitment to contain the wage bill by limiting wage increases and hiring. So there'll be a limit on hiring. Are you suggesting that whatever limit there is should not affect the health sector? Well, I mean, history is there to guide us. Look, you can check all the previous um, IMF uh, engagements and structural programs that we have signed on to. And even look at just the last one before we got into this. A key area like health was totally exempted. There was supposed to be a net freeze on employment generally, i.e., only those exiting are the ones to be replaced. But that clause did not even apply to the health sector. Looking at the very fragile nature of our health, 
system and the fact that we are highly under-resourced when it comes to uh, the professionals who have to deliver the service. So clearly, the president are there, our, I mean, position as a country in terms of how good the numbers are when it comes to doctor-patient ratio, nurse-patient ratio, and all that. We, we haven't even gotten to the basic minimum asset by the WHO. So clearly, the health sector is vital. Of course, what is more important than health? And as they say, the health of a nation is the wealth of that nation. If the people of the, within the state are not healthy, who will even work to ensure that there's productivity and what have you? So what for us is clear is that irrespective of the limitations that will be brought to bear, health as an essential service should not suffer that state. And especially when it comes to recruitment of doctors, we don't think that there should be any freeze or any, in quotes, restriction in whatever form. Because what we have on the ground is not adequate. Mind you, health professionals, especially doctors, it, it takes a long time to train and get them to a certain level. Meanwhile, there's competition from outside of our shores because people are recruiting day in, day out. If you decide not to employ, you open the floodgates for people to just immigrate out of the country and that will even worsen our plight as a country when it comes to healthcare delivery. So the health sector, as far as we are concerned, will not or should not be touched in any form by any uh, structural arrangement that will come to bear uh, when uh, it comes to uh, Individual labor unions, um, have they been given the opportunity and right to consult and, and take individual positions or organized labor is going to adopt a, a collective position on this program? Well, I know organized labor is going to have its own engagement on, 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 I mean, the state of affairs. As to the final outcomes, i.e. whether we'll have a collective position or some strategic segment of labor may have to come out with specific bits. Uh, that one, for me, I think it's a bit early. But the long and short is that what I can foresee is that labor, be it at a general level, or at the sectorial levels, would definitely will state its position on some of these things. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Professor Jampo, thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Yang Singh and also Austin Game. Uh, it definitely, uh, all of you affected, uh, many I believe, uh, if you, especially if you work in the public sector. Uh, share your thoughts uh, with me, 055 You've heard the uh, representatives of Labour articulating uh, their views on the I am a program as it affects you. On PM Express there tonight, we're going to be looking at how the program affects the financial sector. Um, your banks, your savings and loans company, etc. You want to join us for that news night in a minute. Ever visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries, and very essential. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 